to have a dream so big that it requires God to be involved in it. You know, if you can fulfill your dream on your own, then you're not dreaming of God's dream. Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. So good to be back. Y'all don't think I'm convinced. (laughs) It really is. It feels good to be back. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people. Holy Spirit, think through my mind, speak through my lips, and together you and I are a dynamic duo. We can flow together, and I thank you. We speak forth the word of God. Grant unto your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling. And what are the riches of the glorious inheritance in the saints? What is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them that believe? Father, I thank you. Baptize my mind afresh with wisdom from on high. Thank you for utterance. As your son and your slave, I speak forth your word with clarity, boldness. And I thank you that lives will be eternally changed in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Pick up your Bibles. Say, this is my Bible. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I'll be taught the word of God. And I'll never, ever be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. So shout out to all the leaders, members who stepped up while I was away for these last three weeks. Thank you for making things happen. Um, where there is no vision, the people perish. And where there is no people, the vision perish. Thank you for the vision, helping the vision come to pass by fulfilling and stepping up. Amen. I'm going to give you a short, I'm going to try to give you a short overview of what took place these last three weeks, and then we'll get into the word of God. Um, so here, we, we saw several people receive Christ. Uh, people were born again, so glory to God. Amen. Um, the last night, the night before I came, um, a young man came up to got born again, and it was, it was wonderful. It was worth the whole service for that. Um, and then, but we saw several people. I don't know the number of people that was actually born again. I know there was uh, more than just a few, but there was several. And then we saw several people, over a hundred people received close. I think close to 130 people received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking tongues. So it is my call and my mandate. Uh, I don't believe it's just mine. I believe it's the whole body of Christ to see as many people born again and see as many people filled the Holy Spirit and speaking tongues. So I, I go all around the world to help people come to Christ and come and receive the baptism. And, and not only to receive the baptism, but to pray in tongues every day. So the challenge um, I start doing recently in the last six, seven months is not only receive the Holy Spirit, but to speak in tongues every day for 20 minutes. So I, I try to encourage them to do that because uh, it's like almost been taught to read and then don't read. That's how some people, they receive the Holy Spirit and they, they don't ever speak in tongues after that. Um, I believe um, Charles Stanley, the great Baptist minister from Atlanta, Georgia, I believe, he actually received the Holy Spirit uh, at one point and spoke in tongues. Um, but I don't think he ever spoke. And I think even T- Tony Evans testified that he spoke once. So it's good to receive, but you've got to be being, being filled. 
continually. So I want to encourage you all, for those who have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to speak in tongues every day. Um, so I encourage these people to not only receive, thank God for that, but to continue to speak in tongues every single day. How I many know it's important to do that? So that's what I did. I encouraged them to do that. And um, the, in February, the Lord revealed to me, uh, dealt with me, I should say, to start laying hands on people to receive the Holy Spirit. Uh, I've been, for years, I've been hesitant to lay hands on people. I just, just don't really do it as much. Um, and, and I have my reasons for doing that. Not that I'm afraid of anything, but I just, I, I've seen too many empty hands laid, laid on empty heads. <laughs> and, and so I, I, I just, I don't want to be in that category because sometimes people just lay hands on it for everything. So I'm very slow to lay hands on people. And I know the Bible tells us to be slow to lay hands on, suddenly to lay hands on people, but it's dealing with people, separating them into ministry. So many years ago, I had a good friend from high school who spoke to me and Brad um, that we, the Lord revealed to him that we had the ministry of laying on our hands. And prior to that, I was in um, the classroom with Kenneth E. Hagan, Dad Hagan, as we call him. He was teaching a class about speaking, about um, the ministry of laying on our hands. And when he was speaking it, I knew in my heart that I had this ministry of laying on our hands. And so this friend of mine, he confirmed it. And it's just, it's just been um, amazing to see the Lord um, use my hands. And the Lord spoke to me uh, many, many years ago. I was moving some furniture at a, at, a, at a job that I was working at. And the Lord told me to, uh, my hands were like underneath this, it's like a bookshelf and it was very heavy. And as I was moving it, you know, I think the people that was helping me was about to drop it. and. Um, the Lord told me to be careful with my hands and don't damage my hands um, because he wanted to use them to minister to people. And so, um, and then um, I, I have shared this in the past, but I'm, I'm getting to share it more and more often is that um, the Lord Jesus appeared to me one time. Um, it was many, many years ago, and I didn't see his face. I did see his feet. Um, don't ask me what color they were. Uh, it, you know, that's, that's not really the focus. But he said to me, he said, um, he laid his hands on me. He said, I've anointed you to, to lead people to Christ, to lead people to me, and to get people filled with the Holy Spirit. And then from that moment on, the next day I was at a job. I was working for TV Guide. You all remember TV Guide? I used to work for TV Guide. And one of our customers were, um, it was Michael Jackson, by the way. Um, TV Guide. Uh, there was a um, Hispanic lady in uh, a Hispanic lady and Italian man, and I began to witness. This is after the visitation from Jesus. I began to witness to them, and um, shared Jesus with them. And I met with them in a parking lot afterwards, and I asked them if they want to be born again, and they said, "Yeah." So they both received Christ, and then I said, "Well, you need to receive the Holy Spirit," and they both began to speak in tongues immediately. So I put into practice what the Lord told me, um, and. I've been seeing it over and over and over and over and over again. There's, I've, there's, there's thousands of people. I, I, I stopped counting, but there's thousands of people who received the baptism of the Holy Spirit over the years. And I remember one time me and Courtney, were, we went to um, Trenton State, and there was a young lady, and she said, when I was in high school, I came to a shut-in that you did, you all did, and I received Christ. 
And it carried me on for two or three years. And now I'm, and I came back and I received the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues. And I just want you to know, I'm still serving God. And um, that was just an encouragement. And I remember one time, it was one service, um, 50 young people, they were from a church, and all 50 young people received the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues. And I'm telling all at once, they were all from the same church, I believe. And so we saw close to 140 people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's, I mean, that's, that's worth the trip, amen? to see people fill with the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing that Jesus, in the last, and this seems to be the norm every time I go, at least to Uganda, um, the night before somebody comes to me and asks me to come and, and to explain about baptism. And usually I'm tired. <laughs> and I, don't, I really don't want to, you know, I'm really like, just go read White Tongues and let me talk to you later. Um, I, I spent some time, I did play spades teaching them how to play spades. It was great. Um, introduced Luther Vandross, never too much, never too much. I mean, it was just great. Uh, and it was like, you're secular. I don't, one young man was like, I'm, I don't listen to any secular music. I said, I do. Think, you know, I turned on to Tevin Campbell, can we talk? They've never heard this. And they're like, man, this is really good. I said, yeah, yeah this is my history. <laughs> and then my cousin's like, you're supposed to be spreading the gospel, but you're spreading Luther and Tevin and Spades. Come on, what's going on? But it was great. I, I, I don't regret that. But anyway, um, so I was tired. And these two young men, they, right before I got to the airport, um, got on a, the car to come to the airport, they, they're Baptists, and they wanted to know more about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I began to preach to them uh, right there in the pastor's living room. And I was walking around with no shoes on. I was like, hey, you need the Holy Ghost. And I went through scriptures after scripture after scripture. And, um, and, and I said, do y'all want to speak in tongues? And they said, yeah. So one guy named Titus, the other guy named is, um, Bill Clinton. <laughs> That's really his name. And so Bill Clinton... You know, he was the first one to come up. And I actually, um, I said, hey, receive the Holy Ghost. And so he, he, he began to speak in tongues. And I was just speaking in tongues. Then I got to Titus, and he received, and they both spoke in tongues. It was amazing. And then, but Titus said to me, he said, you spoke in the, one of the common languages in Uganda is um, Lugandan. And, and he said, you said a, a word in Lugandan. And I believe that kind of just opening them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just one word. I said, what was it? And I wanted to like, let me do it again. But <laughs> <No, I just, laughs> And um, he's, I said, what word? And he said, you said um, angel. And that was, that was it. Um, that happened to me one time before I was at a prayer meeting. And of course, I was probably the loudest, loudest person at the prayer meeting. And the Spanish couple came to me. They said, do you speak Spanish? I said, no. They said, well, you spoke perfect Spanish and you said, Father, Father, I praise you in your presence. And then I tried it again, blah, 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 and nothing happened. <laughs> uh, and I'm telling you, um, that, that's happened two times. Uh, my former, former pastor that I was trained under, he's spoken in German and um, 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 also Russian. He was on a show, and one time he, was just, he just bust out in tongues, and he was preaching, and, and he was preaching in perfect, old, ancient Russian. And people were getting healed in Russia. <laughs> and, and he was preaching the gospel to them in a tongue. And he, you know, he didn't know any, he barely knew English, you know. So it was just amazing to see that. So I had that happen twice. So that was unique. Glory to God. Uh, and so I began to lay hands on people. And as I laid hands on people to get, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it was quicker. Because then, because you think about it, sometimes it was maybe 50, 60, sometimes 70, even 100 people coming 
to the altar to receive the baptism. And it's just, you know, you figure I can just say a general prayer. And sometimes, usually general prayer, people get filled. Um, and, and the Lord just kind of dealt with me like, you need to lay hands more. And I was like, okay. So um, I began to lay hands on people uh, and they just received quicker because of that ministry of laying on hands. And, and so I give God glory. So one night, I was leading people into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, and there was a, 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 a woman of God by the name of um, Pastor Easter Fraser from um, King of Kings yeah. Worship Center. She used to be at Faith Fellowship. And so she met with me before I left. And um, she prayed with me. And she prayed that I would hear the sound of heaven. And that was strange to me. I was like, okay, she's been deep. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking. But I didn't say it out loud. Um, so that one particular night, all these people came up to receive the baptism. I prayed for them, and every last one of them, 100%, received the baptism in spoken tongues. And I just encouraged them to continue to pray in tongues, just continue to pray. And so they were praying in tongues, and all of a sudden, I heard the sound of heaven. I had never heard that sound before or up to this point, and I began to hear just, it was heavenly. And I was like, man, it was like just, not just the presence of God, but the glory of God just filled the place. And it was like, what is happening right now? And it was like, and so I was excited. I didn't know what to do. I was like, we're just going to continue to pray in tongues. And I just had them at the altar for another five, 10 minutes. And they just praying in spirit. So praise God for that. Acts chapter two, it says, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house and they were sitting. And, um, and people began to hear that. And then we saw several people receive healings. Glory to God. And then, of course, the word of God came forth with clarity and power. And then this is also a treat. It, we saw the Lord put together like a kind of like just organically a team, um, a 13, 14 guys, two people. There was when I went there for a pastor's conference, there was a young man that came behind me and I preached and I preached about um, praying out the will of God. And there was a young man who led worship, and he connected with that message, and he began to just flow in it. And I told my friend, my pastor friend, I said, hey, who, um, that young man, he got something. Long story short, the Lord connected us with him. We exchanged information, and he came to hear me preach the night before. And then the Lord connected me with an accountant, a young man, and, um, and we met him at the Sinaj concert. And so here we have this team, 13, 14 people, two of them leading worship, two of them doing um, media, another one doing um, serving as an armor bearer. And then I realized at this particular church that people weren't receiving the Holy Spirit as quickly. And I was like, you know what? I don't have to do this for, I'm by myself. What's wrong with me? Because I'm used to training people and really pulling back. And I said, so I just started calling individuals. One, there was a young man who, who just received the Holy Spirit back in February. And I called him up to pray. And when he prayed, people saw falling and falling, getting slain. <laughs> I said, you didn't pray for me. But it was amazing just to see God use the team. So, and then they gave me a, a wonderful offering and I was able to take all, everybody out with that offering. Glory to God. We ate good that day. Um, we had, not that we didn't eat good the other days. I just don't want to say that. But um, we had jerk, we, I just say, well, everybody, we're going to order pizza you know, because it can get expensive. They're like, oh, I want pasta. I want chicken. No, I said, we're going to order six. I think I ordered seven pieces. And I said, and, and you're not getting the fancy drinks, <laughs> the smoothies. We're going to do like soda or water. So I just kind of limited because they, they would have had their way. Um, 
a couple more things. This trip was different. Um, the Lord connected me with several pastors from different continent, I mean countries in, in the continent of Africa. So that was unique, very unique. And um, and then a friend of mine who's a lawyer there who um, says he bought me some land. <laughs> um, he actually, I gave him a Bible in February and that just changed his life. He actually said, oh, I want you to go meet this pastor and he, he has a big church and I, and I want you to preach there. And I was like, I'm really tired. Like, I'm good. I got enough. I think I preached 13 times. And I was like, I'm really good. Like, I don't need another engagement. He's like, oh, it's a big church. I said, I don't care. Like, I'm good. And so after I met with the accountant at Alti, um, he, he was like, oh, we're going to go to the pastor's church. And I was like, oh, man. So I went and um, I didn't know who this guy was. So we walk in and there's no parking space. So the, the, the um, security guard said, hey, just leave, leave him there and you can come back and get him. And so I was like, what, what am I going to say? Because I think they're going to come and get me while you're away. And I, I'm not like, what do I want to say? Hey, I want to preach at your church. <laughs> it's like inviting yourself over to dinner. And, and so I was just like, ah. So I, I, I But it was a nice office and everything. One of the nicest offices I've seen, whether, whether in, in the United States or in Uganda, the best, one of the best ministry offices I've ever seen. I was like, this is nice. But that doesn't move me, right? Because it's nice. So we go, and I mean, I don't even know the pastor's name. So he called. So we're, we're, we're like last, and there's all these people in front of us, but he calls us up. And, I, and my heart was bleeding. Like, what about these people who've been waiting? But I just heard the scripture, the first should be last, and last should be first. I said, okay, God, I, I, I'm not going to despise this favor. So he, we go and meet, and uh, we start talking, and kind of find out he preached at uh, Faith Fellowship. Uh, we were trying to figure out maybe around the same time I preached with the youth at this International Pastors Ministers Conference. And so we were talking. And I said, oh, that's nice. And he's like, yeah, that was my spiritual father. And I was like, oh, cool, cool. So we're talking. And then he shows me a women's conference he had. 50,000 women showed up at his women's conference. I was like, oh, this guy's really big. <laughs> so I played it off. I was like, oh, praise the Lord. You know, <laughs> how many women you got at your church? No, I'm just kidding. Um, and then, um, long story short, we connected. He spoke into my life, prophesied into me. Um, just really ministered to me. Um, I recorded the prayer. Um, I was actually, actually trying to do it on the slide because I was like, and then I was like, let me ask him, but I was going to record it anyway. <laughs> so I was like, put out the phone, send like a text to somebody and I pushed the record. He said, oh, you give me the phone. So I turned it off and restarted it. <laughs> and so he, he began to pray and it was amazing. Um, and he said, next, he said, when are you leaving? And I told him Thursday. He's like, oh, okay. So I guess he thought I was leaving the following week. And then he said that um, next time he wants to spend some time with me and for us to connect. So it was just amazing. That was just an amazing trip. And then the last thing I'll share with you is the Lord said to me while I was there ministering, he said, um, I'm opening up some major doors for you in Nigeria. That's what he said. That's what he said. And so praise God for that. Amen. Amen. We can go home now. <laughs> I, um, it, the storytelling didn't come out like I wanted it. I, I have visualized it. Man, it's so exciting. But um, yeah, that's, that's kind of like, that's a lot. I, I actually went to sleep at 5.30 last night because I'm still on Uganda time, which is like 12.30 um, there, seven hours. And I woke up at 1.30 this morning because <laughs> it's just... Praise God. But um, I, I want to share something with you, and, and I believe that it's from the Lord. It, it's called Faith for Your Dreams. Faith. Everybody say faith, faith. For, your dreams. for your dreams. 
All right. So go with me to Proverbs 13, Proverbs chapter 13. And let's go over there. The Lord, the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Let me say that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Um, of course, as you think about the word deferred, it, 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 it means withheld for until a stated time, a put off. It could be like procrastination a little bit too, to a later time. Deferred, right? Um, some people who have student loans, they have a deferment until October. And, um, and then October is going to be here, and then we're going to have to start paying back our student loans. <laughs> and so, so deferment, right? Um, deferment, right? Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Uh, I want to talk about dreams. We serve a God who's the God of dreams. And he has given us the ability to dream. Now, John Maxwell says in one of his books that we need to test our dreams. Sometimes our dreams are not really our dreams, but our parents' dreams. And we get those, or maybe we borrow some dreams from, from some books or, uh, or have a television show or commercials or social media. We borrow some dreams. And, 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 but I, I, I want to... When I talk about fulfilling your dreams, I'm talking about the God-given dreams. And, and, and I believe that we have more liberty in these dreams than, than some will say. Now, the word dream is a uh, very interesting word as you look it up in the dictionary. Mainly, it talks about when you go to sleep and you have a dream. Uh, don't believe every dream that you have. And don't read more into those dreams. Sometimes it's just a dream. It's just a dream. And if you pray, God will give you the interpretation of the dream. God will give you a interpretation. So a basic definition, definitions of dream is a visionary creation of the imagination. A visionary creation of the imagination. Next week, we're going to talk about imagination. I thought about naming it just my imagination. But we're going to, we, we actually think, think we're going to focus on redeeming your imagination. God has given us our imagination for a reason. And we need to use our imaginations. Um, and so a visionary creation of the imagination is a strongly desired goal or vision or purpose. A strongly desired goal or purpose to consider as a possibility when we talk about a dream. Um, imagine, Kurt Franklin wrote a song called Imagine Me. Um, a cherished hope, ambition, or aspiration. So when we talk about dreams, we're talking about that which God has placed on the inside of us. How many know that God has given us some, some dreams? And, and your dreams may be in seed form right now. But you can water those dreams. And, you can, and, I, and notice I said dreams, plural. And it, you don't have to be stuck in a dream. And if, if, if what you're dreaming is not big enough, God will expand your dreams. You should have a, a dream so big that it requires God to be involved in it. If, you, if you're dreaming, uh, you know, if you can fulfill your dream on your own, then you're not dreaming a God dream. A God-sized dream will require more than you can ever imagine. I met a um, young man last time in February. I didn't know, but he's a future pilot. And I told him, I said, you're going to work for me one day. 
And, and I said, you're in, school, you're in school now to learn how to fly because you're going to be flying my, my private pilot one day. He already got his passport. Glory to God. And can you imagine PD with a private jet that can fly anywhere in the world that needs to go? What, what, why do you need that? Well, you limited in God because God is bigger than, I mean, he, he wants to do more for us than we can imagine. And some people's Jesus is so small, they just believe enough just to, for their sins to for, be forgiven. But God wants us to dream so big that it requires him to, to fulfill it. Why not believe for big things? Maybe it's a house that's beyond your budget. I'm not telling you to go out tomorrow to get it, <laughs> but I'm saying you can dream it. And you can start working towards it and believing God for the impossible. And so I, I want to inspire you with some dreams, faith for your dreams, to have some God-given dreams. Let's talk about the ingredients of a God-given dream. Let me, let, let me give you about five, six of them, six, six ingredients that you and I need for our God-sized dreams. The first one is, without a doubt, the Word of God. Um, God will give you a dream, but it's got to be based on the word of God. It, got, it has to be consistent with scriptures. It cannot be you want to be the biggest drug dealer <laughs> or the biggest pimp or prostitute. or uh, the, it, it has to be consistent with the Bible. So your dreams will never be bigger than what the word of God says. And, and I heard one man of God say, um, faith begins where the will of God is known. So you can't have faith for something that's God <laughs> You don't know if it's God's will for it. So the word of God has to be the main ingredient for your dreams. The second is the Holy Spirit. He is a person. The Holy Spirit, the precious spirit of God has to be a major factor in our dreams. I challenge you. I encourage you. I, I, I admonish you to go away sometimes, and I'm not talking about physically going away, but spiritually go away in your room and begin to dream with the Holy Spirit. Take a piece of paper or a pad or your smart devices and write out some dreams. You don't have to sit back and wait for God to give you some specific things. Uh, like, I want you to dream this dream. But sometimes, I, I, and I'm going to show you from Scripture, God, I believe that more of our lives are more in our hands than we think they are. And I believe that you can have more than you think. Some people say, well, there's a song, a religious song called, What God Has for Me is for Me. And that sounds good. But how many know the devil will fight you? If God has it for you, you got to do some things. Yeah, yeah. And there was, there was a group of people, um, some, some children of Israel, God's people, that God had given them the promised land. And so they decided to send some 12 spies out. And, 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 and they began to see this is a land, a promised land. This is not heaven, but this is a promised land that God promised to our forefathers, to their forefathers. And it was a land flowing with milk and honey. It was a land, everything that they wanted. And, and so the, 10, the, the 12 spies went out, and 10 of them said, oh, you know what? We're not able. We're not able to, to possess the land. But yet there was two who had the spirit of faith on them. And he said, you know, we're more than able. We can take the land tomorrow. We can take it. And, and, and the Bible says that the, the majority believe, the majority, they believe um, the 10 spies. And, and, and the Bible says they didn't enter into the promised land. 
But the two, it was years later, but they did. They possessed it. And so I want you to be like Joshua and Caleb, who has the, they, they had the spirit of faith on them, and they believed that they can possess the land. You got to believe you. If you, One of the things about education, and, and some of the educators will know this, that you can teach all day, but if a child doesn't believe that they can learn it, they'll never learn it. And, and in the same way, there, there was a young lady, a couple of young ladies that I prayed for to receive the baptism. And they were like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, I receive. I receive. And I said, hey, you got to stop. Just, just slow down. And they were like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I said, I said just, just be quiet because you can't speak in two languages at once. You can think in one language and speak in another, but you can't speak two languages at once. And, 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 and I really, I believe it's the spirit of God. You can disagree with me. But I felt like telling that young lady, shut up. Because she was, she was not going to receive. I said, you're not going to receive. So I just, I left her alone. I was like, Psh. I mean, because there's nothing I can do because you're just talking. Oh, no, 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 no. And sometimes we do that in prayer. We just talk, 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 talk. Uh, I declare and decree. I declare and decree. I bind this. And, I, and the Lord just says, shut up. You get more in the quiet and the stillness of the presence of God, more done than all your shamba all day long. So it's not just the shamba. But it's flowing with the leadership of the Spirit, and sometimes God will lead you to do something that, that, that you're not used to. And we talked about this in prayer school. Some of us are in a rut. In our prayer time, you say the same words. You approach God the, the same way that you've been approaching when you got, first got born again. Glory to God. So we, we got to have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will give you some dreams. Yeah. If you get with the Holy Spirit, he'll give you a drink. It was in my heart as a kid to go to Africa one day. I remember thinking, because, you know, the way that they portrayed it on television, the hungry person. And, and I remember thinking, I even told my mom this. I don't know if she remembers this. I said, hey, I, when I get older, I'm going to go to Africa, and I'm going to get all the people that are in Africa, and I'm going to build a city in um, Antarctica, and, um, and, and I'm going to have them, they could eat for free. I was little. I was a little kid. I didn't know Antarctica was cold. <laughs> I didn't realize Africa was not a country. It was a continent. And it was more people that I could, you know. But I had a dream. <laughs> so that's why you got to test your dreams. <laughs> it might be great motive, but wrong dream, right? Not going to happen. <laughs> uh, but do you remember that? You don't remember that. So I just, I remember being a kid, but I had a dream. To go to Africa. I did go to Africa, but I didn't do that. Right? Um, so we, we, we have the Holy Spirit. Okay, this, the next one, number three, is um, you got to have some desires. And let's go to Psalm 37, verse 4. Psalm 37, verse 4. Um, I, I believe that Mark 11, 24 says, whatsoever things you desire when you pray. Notice it didn't say what you want, but what, whatever, soever things you desire when you pray. Psalm 37 verse 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. The word, again, Hebrew means to be like putty in the hands of the master, to be like clay in the hands of the potter. Delight doesn't mean like, I delight myself in the Lord. It actually means to be teachable in the hands of God. You got to be teachable. You know, some, some believers are stiff-necked. They don't want to move with the Spirit of God. Some people are stuck. So many believers that I know are stuck. They, they don't have, they don't, they're not growing in grace, and they're not progressing in the Spirit and growing in the Spirit, or even walking out the, their potential as, as a child of God. Desires. So as you, if, as you become teachable in the hands of God, He'll place desires in your heart, and He'll turn around and bring those desires to pass. 
So God will fulfill the God-given desires he placed in your heart. There's some desires. And if you don't have any desires, that means you need to be more teachable in the hands of God. Because as you grow closer to God, you'll have greater desires. The Bible says in Daniel, it says, they that know that God shall do great exploits. And I'm telling you, God needs some millionaires. God needs some Holy Ghost-filled firemen and women and police officers. God needs some actors and actresses and producers and writers. God needs some authors. God needs some singers. God needs people. God needs people everywhere. And so your desires, what is inside of you? Test your desires to see if it lines up with the word of God. Test your desires with the Holy Spirit to see if it's from the Holy Spirit. But begin to develop some desires. For the first time, my wife has always had a a business mind, and I I have fought her even um, before we got married because all I want to do is shamba all day, right? And, 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 And I tell you, that for the first time in my life, when I was in Uganda, I had a desire for business. And all of a sudden, I had a desire to, to create some other streams of income to help me fulfill the will of God, because it's going to take millions, right? So that is just like for the first time, and, and, and that's a God desire. And your desire may start as a seed. And as you read the word, meditate the word, as you pray, pray in the Holy Spirit, pray in English, as you begin to water it with um, different um, motivations from telev- uh, YouTube or from books or audio books, all of that stuff is designed to, to water that seed of that desire. God is a God of desires. And he will give you, it says, it is his desire that none shall perish. So he got the world on his mind. He says, um, Jesus is who for the joy that was set before him. Endure the cross. Jesus had the world on his mind. God the Father had the world on his mind. God so loved the world that he sowed the seed of his son so he can get a harvest. And so that that desire starts out little in different desires. And that desire will begin to grow as you pray. And it's like a tree. To one point, just because you have a desire today is not going to happen tomorrow. It may not happen tomorrow, but it, it, it takes time. And before you know it, it'll be a full-grown tree where you cannot deny. One of the qualifications to be a in the fivefold ministry, in, in the ministry gift, being part of the ministry gift, is that if any man desires the office, it's not just somebody who who who, who wants a career. Um, you know, we're, we're not professionals, right? If you're in ministry, you're not a professional. It's not, you know, it's it's a desire. That's one of the indicators that you're called to ministry is you have a desire for ministry, right? Scripture says, if anyone has the desire, desire the office of a pastor, a bishop, overseer, elder, it starts with a desire. God is a God of desires and he will give you desires. Now, if there's ungodly desires, the Holy Spirit goes after those desires. As you pray in tongues, not only on a Sunday or in prayer time at the church, but as you pray throughout the day and throughout the week and throughout the month, throughout the quarter, throughout the year, throughout the decade, God will remove ungodly desires and he'll place godly desires there. If you're single, he'll put a desire for marriage. If if you're married, he'll put a desire for kids. Come on. You might be working at McDonald's one day, and the next day you have a desire to own McDonald's. 
There's desires. God is a God of desires, and he deals with us. And sometimes we miss the leading of the Lord because we're so super dumb deep that we miss that it's supernatural naturally, that he moves on us with a desire, and next thing you know, you find yourself like thinking about this thing all the time. I never forget. Um, I was um, um, 18, 17, 18, and 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 my mind was I was going to be an engineer, and I wanted to go to um, um, Princeton University because I wanted to marry Brooke Shield. I didn't realize she was older than me. By the time I got there, she was gone. But uh, but she graduated from um, Princeton University. And I, I remember having a desire. I want to be an engineer because I felt like I love science. And my dad one day pulled me aside. He said, son, you don't love science. You, you If you want to be an engineer, you got to eat and sleep and drink science. And I don't see that in you. And so he challenged that desire. Then I, I wanted to go to Oral, Oral Roberts University to, for, for engineering. And they had a great engineering de, uh, department. And, and yet that desire for science and math wasn't there. So he challenged that, and I got with God, and I, the desire to go to Rhema Bible Training Center at the time, it just began to consume me, and that's all I thought about. All I thought about is just learning the Bible and learning about prayer. And I'm telling you, that desire began to grow. And so I wanted to go, I received that desire, I wanted to go in the next few months, and the Lord Use my dad, and he said, if it's God today, it'll be God tomorrow. And it'll be God next week, next year. So if it's God, it, it doesn't have to happen tomorrow. It may it's going to take some time. In due time, it'll happen. And so if it's a desire that God's placed in your heart, it, not, it may not happen overnight. It takes time. It takes you getting ready, the Holy Spirit preparing you. Preparation time is never wasted time, and the Holy Spirit will prepare you for that desire to be fulfilled. Glory to God. Uh, So desires, that's another ingredient. Another one is vision. So vision is, imagination is the uh, mental, is the ability to visualize something mentally, right? So vision is, is that what you visualize. Mentally, you see. And so God uses vision. You got to have a vision for your life. Marry somebody with a vision. Don't marry somebody with money because the money could be gone tomorrow, but vision will always attract money. People give to vision, not to needs. Right? We, 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 we are people. God is a God of vision. He had a vision for Adam and Eve, had a vision in Christ. Um, and then the next one that connects with vision is imagination. And then the last is passion. You got to have a passion. Now, some people say they're passionate about something. Uh, 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 To this morning, I experienced passion on display. Young man by the name of Alfred from Metuchen. Um, I remember months ago, he told me he had a desire to learn the piano, a keyboard. And I was like, "Uh mm uh-huh. But the proof of the passion is in the pudding, right? Like they prove, the the, the proof of that desire is in that passion is the pursuit of it. So if you say you have a passion about something, you'll pursue it. Some people say, I'm passionate about souls, and they never witness. I'm passionate about prayer. Never pray. I'm passionate about learning the Bible. I never pray. I'm passionate about becoming an engineer. They never pursue it. Uh, If you're passionate about something, the proof is in your pursuit. So what is it that you're pursuing? So today, I mean, when the young man got on the keyboard, it's such an anointing that came. I was like, whoa, maybe that time in prayer, all them last year, he was praying out that desire in the spirit. And sometimes that's the power of praying in the spirit. 
When you, you begin to pray in the spirit, God begin to reveal to you. And it's not so, sometimes we, we want the will of God and we're looking for the will of God everywhere, right? We, we want a prophetic word. Like I said it before, if somebody gives you a word, it's a word, it's not the big picture. It's just a word. I want the book. I just don't want a word. A word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, a word of prophecy. Give me, and God is not going to give you everything through a prophet. He'll give you what you need through the word, through the book. <laughs> I, I, a word will get you. I remember Apostle Paul, he, he had a word that, um, you know, it was going to be great trouble. And he said, like, praise God. And he kept going. Uh, there's great danger for whoever owns this cloth. Praise God. He just kept going. Don't be moved by prophecy. Don't wait for the, thank God we have prophetic gifts, friends, and so forth. Don't be moved by those things. Thank God for those things, and those things should affirm some things. But I'm telling you, the number one way that God leads us is through the word of God and through the inner witness, which also shows up in desires. And so God will lead you by your desires. I'm not talking about fleshly desires. I am talking about that God-given ambition. I'm talking about the kind of desire that wants to change the world that wants to bless some people. I mean, if your desire is all, your dream is all about you and your family, then you missed the point. Yeah. It's going to bless a lot of people. Yeah. If you become what God wants you to become, you're going to bless a lot of people. Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. And so whatever that desire that God has placed on the inside of you. In Genesis chapter one, let's go over there. God gives us desires. And I'm telling you, we are to be led by the Lord with the godly desires that he's placed inside of us. As we look at Genesis chapter 1, over and over again, um, it, it talks about the, the spirit of the Lord being there. It says, in the beginning, verse 1, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And we saw the spirit of the Lord oh, uh, watching over that that the, the earth and over the face of the waters. And it goes over and over and over again. It says, and God said, 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 jump 14, God said, 20, God said. <laughs> and, and we see that how the Lord is framing his world. Verse 24, and God said, and verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. So we're made, we're not create, we're not um, animals. We are, we're not angelic beings. We're the only creation that's made in the image and likeness of God. There is nobody else like us. And in Ephesians chapter one, uh, the Bible says we're at his right hand. <laughs> We've been raised together with Christ and we're seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. The angels are not at the right hand. Angels are bowing before him night and day. Right. Angels are going around his throne. But we are the only creation, and Psalm 8 says, what is man that you are mindful of him? It's the angel's like, what is it that you made him a little lower than yourself, and you crowned him with some glory? I'm telling you that we're a bigger deal than we think that we are. And so he says, let us make man in our image. And I'm telling you that the Bible says, and God blessed them. Verse 27, God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And he blessed them. And God said to them, I'm telling you, we have a whole lot more to do with our world than we think. What we have left up to God, God has really left up to us. That's worth you coming here. 
We have more authority in our world. We're not called to create the world, but we're called to create our world. He's king of kings and lord of lords. We're lords and kings and vice regents over our world. And so just like God created his world, we create our world with his word on our mouth. What are you speaking? What are you saying? What are you proclaiming in your world? How the world that you are living in is the result of what you said yesterday and what you did yesterday. And I'm telling you, God has given us more than enough. He doesn't give you the wealth. He'll give you the power to get wealth, the anointing to get wealth. He gives you the mind of Christ, so use your mind. <laughs> he, he gives us the anointing. He says, I bless the work of your hands. And if your hands are not touching anything, there's nothing to bless. I learned that from my mama. I was trying to learn, uh, pass a, a test and do all this stuff. She said, if you didn't study anything, you'll never, you'll never, there's nothing for him to bless. He can't bless nothing. He can't bless nothing. He blesses his word. He blesses the work of our hands. And I saw over in Africa, that was a, I had a desire to become a farmer. I was like, Lord, I ain't never want to be a farmer. I, know, I grew plants and, they, and, 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 and watermelons and snakes would get in the watermelon. I said, I'm over. I'm done. I saw one snake get in the watermelon in my grandma's backyard. I grew up as a part of the project. I said, I'm done. <laughs> Don't worry about me growing the watermelon. You can keep it till you say, I'll buy it. <laughs> and so I heard a, a pastor, um, a bishop, I think he's an apostle. They call him an apostle of agriculture. And, 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 he, and he said, he said, food is power. He said him and his wife were, were poor and they didn't know what to do. They were doing a ministry and they were shama all the time and praying and fasting. You know, Africans can fast. You know, they'd they be fasting 40 days and we can't fast three days. But anyway, they, he fasting and praying and all of a sudden the Lord took him out to the farm. He said, let me show you something. He went out to the farm. He says, you can do more with this. He borrowed the money. This man is wealthy now. I mean, just a businessman from farming, growing his own food. And I'm telling you, we, we, we got more potential than we think we have. We're waiting on God to give us something. Sometimes it's when we get in the back corner and we don't know what to do, all of a sudden creativity starts rising within us because we, we, can't, we can't lean on this or call so-and-so to borrow money. We, God says, you, what you got? What, what's in your hand? We make a confession. Lord, the seed that I, show me the seed that I have in my hand. What seed do I have? I may not can afford the class. I can afford YouTube. I can afford a free library book. Oh, what, what, what do I have? I can, I can go online and look for the free PDF. What do I have? What do I have in my hand that God can bless and God can breathe life into it and cause and change my world? What do I have? I have my faith. I have the ability to speak. I have the ability to think. Oh, God, we pray for wisdom, and we expect the wisdom to just be floating somewhere. But all of a sudden, the Spirit of God puts a desire in your heart to look on a website, a desire in your heart to, to sign up for a free seminar, a desire in your heart to sign up a, a free webinar. Come on. God uses what we have. And I'm telling you, you got millions inside of you. You got the potential to make millions. I'm not talking about in the next 10 years. I'm talking about in the next few years. If you'll tap into the Holy Ghost and tap into the desires of God and start following, that's where your wealth is. That's where your wealth is. Sometimes we tithe and we expect, oh, you'll pour out a blessing that no man is. Oh, and God says, look inside. What do I have placed? What did I place inside of you? What do you have? And what you don't have, I'll make up the difference. 
I'll give you people who are smarter than you. I, a good leader would surround himself with, with her, herself with smart, smart people around them. Says, so, you know what? I may not be able to sing, but I get the best singers. I may not be able to play the musicians or instruments, but I get the best musicians. I, I, I mean, and one young man from Uganda said, I'm amazed you're able to pull together all these people that didn't know each other from different backgrounds. An accountant, a lawyer, a, 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 a full-time praise and worship leader over in Uganda. Uh, you're able to put a, pull together a farmer all together all at once. That's, that's an anointing of God. Yeah, right. Amen. What do you have? And, and we start talking about how the next time I come, we, we, we got to think bigger because God gave us a team. Now we got to get a translator, an anointed translator. Because some of the translators be like messing up. Huh, pardon me? I'm like, come on. <laughs> but I'm telling you, God, God gives us vision. Amen? Adam was made steward over the world. And I'm telling you, you and I are made steward over our world. What do you have? What can you do? What can you, God give you the seed so that you can multiply. Glory to God. And, um, Nehemiah, let's go there real quick as I end. Nehemiah chapter two. Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. I'm telling you, we got to use what we have. I remember there's a song that I, I often listen to even to this day. It's, I downloaded, it's, it's, it, I, I bought the album and everything. The young lady by the name of Mariah Carey, and she has a song called Make It Happen. He said, and she was, and then part of the course is like, the Lord's gonna make it happen. And then she told her, I'm gonna make it happen. And I thought that was amazing that she connected her and the Lord together. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, it says, The Lord and I, we're co laborers together with him. Sometimes we're waiting on the Lord to do something, and the Lord is waiting on us. Do you hear me? The Lord is waiting on us. What are you doing? What's your next move? What's your next? The Lord is waiting on you. What can you do with what you got? You, you got to do something with your imagination. You got to do something with your vision. You got to do something with your seed, your money, your time. What, what do you have that God can use? I, 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 I was talking to a friend, and, and he has a desire for the nations and so forth, and, and, but he, he's really into his own little world. And I said to him, I said, you know, you got to get out of your little world. I said, God uses relationships. How I ended up in, Ray, uh, in Uganda is because at Raymond, when I was in Bible college, I met a young lady who was a, um, who was, um, a parent, of, a single parent at the time, and, and God connected us, but it's, and I stayed in contact with her all these years. And she knew the pastor and, and connected us. God uses relationship. So if you're just praying all the time and you're up on, God never called a man or woman just to be in the mountain 24-7 and never deal with people. He anoints us and calls us into creation, calls us into existence to be around people. If God himself dwells in community, he expects us to dwell in community. And I'm going to say something very controversial. If you don't have any friends, it's because of your own fault. There's more friends that to be had <laughs> than you're willing to have. <laughs> and I'm telling you, God got some good friends for you. Amen. Set aside zets for you. Amen. So what are you going to do with it? Hey, I lonely. Okay, be lonely then. Bye, cry. I'm depressed. Stay depressed. I'm not, I'm not saying that there's not a real issue with depression. You can be saved and depressed too, but you're also going to be victorious and saved. Amen. You choose your depression. You choose whether or not to stay in there. And God says, rise up. 
You don't have no friends? Go get some friends. He that, he that has friends must first show himself friendly. So make yourself friendly. Make yourself attractive where people want to be attracted to you. Nobody want to be attracted to somebody, I'm lonely, I'm lonely. And they complain every time you talk to them. Right? Get away from them. Oh, they have a small vision. Lord, deliver us from small thinking people. People who don't, don't think big, don't have a vision for nothing. They just want to barely survive. Let me get this degree so I can pay my bills. And they live to pay bills. There's something bigger. There's something bigger than just paying bills and going to work. God has vision and dreams set aside for us. Glory to God. Nehemiah chapter 2, real quick, real quick. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 11 and 12 says this. So I went to Jerusalem and was there three days. Everybody say three days. Three days. Then I arose in the night, and I, I and a few men with me, and I told no one what God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. There was no animal with me but the one in which I rode. Here, Nehemiah had a dream to rebuild the walls. I'm telling you, God put some strange things in our hearts that people don't understand. Some strange things. I'm telling you, I got a dream. I, I'm not, I can't tell you all my dreams, but I, I, I just had a dream. Had a dream to, um, I'm, I'm, I, I, I had a dream. Uh, yeah, I can't tell you that. But it's just like, I'm telling you, I'll tell you another day. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, God gives you some dreams and it's strange. It's different from what you hear. And I, I remember in, in, in the book of Acts, it, it, it talked about the Bereans. They said, there's some strange things that you're saying to our ears. And I'm telling you, sometimes your dreams are going to sound like Joseph, right? Strange things. They sound strange things. Who would imagine how God would play this out and the will of God for him, for Joseph? Strange things. One day you're going to be bowed before me. <laughs> they rejecting that. Like, oh, he's full of pride. <laughs> I'm telling you, God has some dreams for us. Amen. Hey. Hey. Let, me, let me give you some, some things. Beware of dream killers. Let me give you four dream killers real quick. The first one is distractions. Social media. People pulling you into sin. Distractions. Those are dream killers. They will kill your dreams. Distractions. And the next one is entertainment. It's okay to be entertained, but you can't live there. That isn't your reality. Entertainment will kill your dreams. Comfort zone. Minister Frank talked about that. Being too comfortable as life is. Not wanting to get out of your comfort zone. Comfort zone. Don't be so comfortable. It's going to take you something. You got to step out. You got, you got to go beyond your fear. And the last one is fear. Don't be afraid to fail or succeed. Fear isn't of God. I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to go for this job. I'm afraid to go for this PhD. I'm afraid to start this business. I'm afraid to start, go to class. I'm afraid to be a teacher. I'm afraid to be a principal. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to have my own school. Come on. Like, you can't be afraid. I'm telling you, don't be afraid of failure or success. Glory to God. Let me give you some tips for faith for your dreams. We'll continue this next week. The first one, you got to use your imagination. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. 
And we're to use our imagination. We're going to talk about that redeeming your imagination next week. Use your imagination. God, see, sometimes the devil plays with our imagination. We're imagining bad things, not having enough for, for food and not having enough for mortgage, not having enough, not being afraid, like uh, uh, some, some sexual thing, imaginations, right? God, the devil, God did not give us our imagination for the devil to have his playground. playground. He, he's, he's bullying us. You know, he in, in in our imagination, he got us in that realm, and and he he you know if you can defeat the devil in the realm of, of your thoughts, you you you'll defeat him in your life. And so sometimes the devil is bullying us in our imagination. Uh, we're thinking about our funeral. I know y'all seen that a lot of times, and and they all, it makes you feel oh they're gonna be crying over me, and that gives you a sense of joy. That's sick. Don't don't imagine yourself dying. <laughs> I was on a plane recently coming back and it was doing some crazy thing. I said, the worst thing that can happen to me is I die and go to heaven, which is the best thing. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I, can't, I can't lose. If I die on this plane, I'm going to be in the presence of Almighty God. So go ahead. I'm going back to sleep. And I did. <laughs> I, I looked at my downloaded movies on my iPad. I read the scriptures. I read a book. I prayed in tongues. And I slept and I ate. <laughs> I said, I ain't got time for this. Go, whatever, devil. I'm going to sleep. Some of the best things you can do is go to sleep. When the devil's messing with you, just sleep. So you know what? I ain't going to worry about this thing. I, sometimes it's even good not to even pray about it because you sometimes you're praying, you're worrying. You're, you're praying and worrying, and so it's null effect. So just go to sleep. Just, I'm going to go to sleep. I ain't going to worry about it. Uh, Lord, you told me not to worry about it, so be anxious for nothing. By everything. I'm going to pray about it, but I'm going to pray in faith when I pray about it. All right, so use your imagination, faith for your dreams. Number two, <clears throat> vision board. You got to get a vision board. You got to you you see it. You got to hear it. You got to think it. And so Abraham, God gave him a vision of heaven more than enough seed. He said, I'm going to make you what the father of many. So God changed his name from Abram to Abraham. So every time he says Abraham, he was saying, he was confessing, I'm a father of many nations. Every time he heard his name, he heard father of many nations. Faith comes by what? And hearing what? The word of God. So it's not just hearing scriptures. It's hearing the, the, the rhema. Because that word, word is rhema. Um, the spoken word of God. So Abraham heard the spoken word of God. That, that comes from your relationship. Uh -huh. God, God will give you scriptures. He'll, he'll, he'll speak a prophetic word in your life, not just from somebody else, but he'll speak into your heart what he's, his desire is. And so God told Abraham, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. So he changed his name, so he heard differently. And then he says, at nighttime, look at the sky, and as many as the stars are, that's how many kids you're going to have. And then he says, in the daytime, look at the sand, as many as the sand, you can't even count the sand, that's how many kids you're going to have. It reminds me of Revelation where John says, I saw, I saw a number that no man can number. So that's how many kids that Abraham was going to have. So he changed what he was hearing and changed what he was seeing. You got to see yourself in that dream, in those dreams. If you, if you don't ever see yourself in those things, you'll never do it. You'll never do it. You got to see with the eye of faith, see yourself doing that. Seeing yourself. I never forget this. 
um, me and my wife was dating at the time. There was a young man who was serving as my armor bearer, and um, she was encouraging him. He, he didn't have enough money to go to school, and she began to encourage him to put take a picture of himself, one of his pictures, and put the graduation cap on and to begin to see himself graduate. To this day, this young man, who's an older man now, is a, has, has a PhD and teach at a university here in New Jersey. You remember? He saw it. And she said, you got to speak to it every day. I'm telling you, have a vision board. Number three, speak it into existence. I know there's a lot of controversy into it, but you need to speak into it. And it's a reality, but it has to be your reality. So speak it into existence. Declare, don't say, I will do this one day by, by yourself, because you're not telling everybody else. You say, I am rich. No, not, not I will be rich, because that's future tense, right? But I am. I am overcoming. I am delivered. I am free. I am prosperous. I, do, I have a business. Say this privately. Begin to declare, I am well. I am. Begin to declare those things over your dreams. I am a principal. I am the number one coach of New Jersey. I am. I'm the most in-demand pastor in the world. I am. I Declare those things. I am a millionaire. I am the first one in my family to get totally out of debt and stay married. <laughs> I am. I have a blessing on my kids. That my kids are blessed. Don't call your kids a devil, even if they're acting like the devil. I call you blessed. I call you obedient. I call you, you save your virginity. You, your, your, your wife or your husband, was, you lose your virginity to them only. I declare you never do drugs. I declare you'll never see the inside of a prison unless you're ministering there. I declare that you'll never be operated on. I declare, my wife, my mom said, you'll never have a broken bone in your body. Never had a broken bone in my body. Plenty of opportunities. I'm telling you, declare those things over your children. Declare it over yourself. Uh, don't say, I'm going crazy, I'm going crazy, I'm going crazy, I'm going crazy. No, I, I, I'm thinking straight, I'm thinking straight, I'm thinking straight. I declare in the name of Jesus that I am not thinking crazy. My thoughts are clear, and I have the peace of God. I have a sound judgment, and I have a sound mind, and I think straight in Jesus' name. I don't, it doesn't matter what the trauma is. I'm free from this trauma. I'm free from this curse. I'm so blessed. I'm too blessed to be cursed. No, no demon, no, no lineage, no, no, no wickedness of my great grandfather can come on my line. I'm in Christ Jesus and I'm free from all of that mess. I stand before you as a man free. That's what you got to declare. Look yourself in the mirror and say, you are somebody. Oh, I, when Jesus made me somebody, I, I'm going somewhere. I, I can take the word of God and rightly divide it. I know you think, I, I, I tell you, I, I, I am free. I can learn languages. I, my mind, I got the mind of Christ. Glory to God. Think about, think about Adam. Think about Adam, how God brought all the animals to him. And notice, this is what some modern-day Christian would do. Lord, what you want me to name them? And the Bible says whatever Adam named the animals, that was the name of the animal. He named his wife, Eve, the mother of the living. I'm telling you, we got that authority. Sometimes people are so deep, they got to pray about everything. Like, Lord, do you want me, what you want me to name them? This baby, whatever you want to name them. 
Whatever business you want, what you want me to name my business? Whatever you want to name your business. I bless your name. I bless the work of your, your hands. I bless what you speak. I, I, Jesus is the high priest of my confession. And if I said, if it lines up with the word, he is responsible for bringing it to pass. And when I speak the negative stuff, the devil and his cohorts are responsible for bringing those things to pass. So I declare in the name of Jesus, there was one night, there was a little lizard something in the house where I was standing and, and I had the little um, net over the bed to keep the mosquitoes out. And I said, you know, and the pastor said, oh, he's, he'll stay there. Don't have to worry. I said, no, he got to go. <laughs> I took a broom. I said, in the name of Jesus, get out. <laughs> in the name of Jesus, get, you cannot stay in here. And he got out. He got out. And then one night, one day, um, when I flushed the toilet, there was a, a little frog up in, you know how there's a part of toilet that gets dirty a lot. And, and I judge toilets, bathrooms, based on how dirty that thing is. Y'all know what I'm talking about? It's at the end. So that's why I, when, it's, when it's in the bathroom, I said, yo, you got to clean this now. This is nasty. I won't want to go to that church. You know, I, I mean, so inside of that thing, when I flushed it, it was this red, like this reddish frog that came out. And I was like, oh, no, this, this can't happen. Like, like I'm, I'm too regular for this to be like that. And so I, I flushed it again. It kept coming down. I said, no, 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 no. I said, I, I, I'm not going to be able to sleep. So I, I said, in the name of Jesus, I'll take authority. And I, I took something. I forgot what I took. And I, I got it out, and it went right straight down. I said, in the name of Jesus, and I'm not going to sleep. I'm telling you, you have authority. <laughs> you have authority. All right. Um, let, let's, let, 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 me, let me give you this last one, and I'll give you the rest next week. The last one is um, you got to do the possible and believe God for the impossible. Yes. You cannot leave up to God what God has left up to us. You better do your part. God will bless them. He'll put his soup on your natural, but you got to do the natural. Uh, uh, I, I want to go get this. I want to go for the car. Then you need to go for the car. You, you need to clean up your credit, get you some, a nice down payment, and go for the car. Maybe you can't believe God for, to pay the car in full the first time, but don't stay there. Believe God to pay it off quicker. Amen? And then the next one, you'll be able to pay for at least half of it. Then the next one, you'll be able to pay for all of it. Are you with me? You got to start where you are. Don't have faith for $5 million when you can't believe God for 20. So start where you are. Amen. Um, faith for your dreams. <clears throat> faith for your dreams. You got to believe God. You got to do your part. You got to get the wisdom of God. You got to get the dreams, making sure, test your dreams, make sure they're of God or not. But I don't think God will be mad at you if you want to bless a bunch of people. God needs more millionaires. Somebody's going to get this. If we can just raise up at least one millionaire in here. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to start where you are. What is it in your heart now? What's your dream now? And, and, and I do realize some people have small dreams. I remember in Africa, I was teaching something like this, and I was encouraging, and some of the kids came up. They said, I, my dream is to pass this exam. And my heart was like, man, that's it? That's it? Oh, I just want a job. I mean, people pray, have me pray for that. Um, and then, then one service I was at, and, and I prayed for people. They got healed. 
Um, that particular service, I didn't. I miss God. I didn't lead people into the baptism, but I think a bunch of them needed the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But I did salvation and I did um, healing. Um, and sometimes, I, I, this is what I think is um, you need a long time. I mean, in order to lead people to Christ, preach, preach a word, lead people to Christ, and then lead them into the baptism, and then pray for healing. That, that's, that's not just 45 minutes. And so some places, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I got um, frustrated because it's like they had all these other things, you know, maybe two or three hours of praise and worship. Then give me 45 minutes, and then somebody gets up behind me and speaks for another 45 minutes. And I'm like, man, I could, I could use that time to minister to people. Like, but that's neither here nor there. And so... This one particular time, I didn't lead people into the baptism. I did salvation and healing, and the Lord ministered. And people came up to the line. And I mean, after service, I prayed for everybody. People just kept coming up to me and said, hey, I, I, I want you to pray for my finances. I want you to pray for my finances. It's just one person after one person after one person. And I was just like, Lord, what is this? And then, then they began to say, Lord, make us, we want the Lord to make us rich like you. And, and, I, and I, my natural is like, I'm not rich. <laughs> but, but I realized I, they're speaking into my life. I said, oh, I receive that. I, Lord, I thank you for ownership. Um, I, I'm telling you, and then th there was one bishop that I ministered from Kenya. Um, he, he had businesses, and, and the Lord had me call him out, him and his wife. And I began to prophesy to them, and they both fell on their knees, and they just worshiped the Lord. And then I prayed. I, I prayed a prayer, a strange prayer that I never prayed before. I said, Lord, make this man and this woman the richest people in, in, in Kenya. I said, like, oh, make me the richest man in America. <laughs> and, and I, but I prayed for him, and he's like, oh, and he's exchanged my information and whatnot. But I'm telling you, God, there, there's more in us than we believe we have. And when those people say, we want the Lord to make us rich like you. And I said, okay, God, I declare it be over myself in the name of Jesus. I'm rich. So I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, give them ideas, give them creativity. Lord, set up perfect situation. I want you to begin to dream. Dream some big dreams. I, I don't know what your dreams are today. I, I, I want to encourage you with your dreams. And if you don't have a big enough dream, a big dream, get with God so he can give you a dream. A dream for the world, a dream, something to change the world, to make the world better, to draw people closer to Christ. Have those dreams. Get that desire. Glory to God. Are you with me? Amen. Amen. Join me standing. Thank you, Lord. Let's just be quiet in his presence. Lift up your hands. In prayer this morning, I saw... Um, just Lord giving us people dreams as a kid and something happened to, 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 to interfere with those dreams. I saw myself as a kid, four, five, six, seven, eight, as a pastor. I used to play church. How many play church? Raise your hand, wave at me. <laughs> How many of y'all play house? No, just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't give yourself away. <laughs> um, I, but I saw myself, I used to, look, look up here real quick. You put your hands down. I used to preach to my mom and grandmother's perfume bottles. I've heard this story before. 
Okay. And I preached to them. They got saved. They got filled. And then uh, they get slain in the spirit. Then the Lord blessed me with a brother, some brothers and sisters, and the even um, cousins. And I used to preach to them. I'm telling you. And I had a desire. It's like, Lord, I, I, I know music is involved in it. And I, I know preaching is involved in it. And I, and I just see myself with a team to go into different churches uh, with a bunch of young people. I, I, I imagine having like a group of singers, and, and we would go, and then they were trained to lead people to Christ. They were trained to lead people into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And part of that came, came to pass on this last ministry trip. And I saw, I'm like, man, you, you give me, and, and two of the people that were on that trip, when they found out I was going to France in a couple of weeks, they just like, we got a passport. We'll come. We'll pay our own way. I said, oh, this is something here. I'm telling you, God gives us sometimes a dream as a kid. And something happens, whether sin or the influence of somebody, and that thing gets broken or destroyed. I'm telling you, God is a God that to restore dreams. I don't know what happened to you that one time you believed you can do something, and all of a sudden something was spoken or something was done to break that spirit of creativity, that, that image that God created you in. What was broken inside of you? I don't go around saying we're all broken people. I know there's a wonderful song. Um, the content of it, Danny Goki got a song called We Need Jesus. we all broken people. I don't confess that over myself because the Bible says in Colossians that we are complete in him. I'm not broken. I'm a brand new creation. Come on, say, I'm a brand new creation. I'm not broken. I'm a brand new creation. I'm something that never existed before. I'm his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. And I think about myself according to the grace that was given to me. In the name of Jesus. I want you to do something. I say, I plead the blood of Jesus over my God-given dreams. I declare my dreams will come to pass. In Jesus' name. Now give God some praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, thank God for them dreams. Thank God for them dreams. Thank you, Father. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the dreams. I thank you for the dreams that you've given your people. Begin to dream big again. Begin to dream big again in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are much more than what you're doing right now. Let me say this. Let me say this. You're much more than what you're doing right now. You are much more than what you're doing right now. The seed of greatness. The seed of greatness inside of you. You're much more than your job. You're, you're much more worth, you're worth more than what they're paying you. You're much more than what they're paying you. And Lord, I speak to the greatness that is inside of your people right now in the name of Jesus. I speak to that potential. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father, for those dreams. I thank you for those dreams coming alive. In the name of Jesus, dream big. 
dream again. Begin to see yourself operating in the gifts that God has given you. Begin to declare those things in the name of Jesus. In the name, you know, one time, listen, one time I couldn't talk. Did you know that? Yeah. I couldn't talk. I, I couldn't say milk. The kids in the, the class would make fun of me. I couldn't talk, and therefore I was quiet and shy and timid, and I would look down at, you know, when people would talk to me, I would look down. And, and, and my dad said one day, he said, that came from slavery. He said, look up, look at people in their eyes. Don't ever look down. And I'm telling you, that changed everything. And, and, and I couldn't say certain words. And here I am speaking Lagundane in the tongue. <laughs> you know what I'm, saying? I'm telling you, God can take your mouth and use it. God can take your hands. It doesn't matter what the devil has said and done. Amen? Amen. You, you're, you're more than a conqueror. So uh, Jesus conquered. We're not fighting the devil. We're not getting our redemption. Jesus has already done it. He turned around and gave us the victory. So we're more than a conqueror. Jesus is the conqueror, and we're more than a conqueror. I know a couple years ago, um, Destiny Child said, like, I'm a survivor. No, I used to say, and people made messages, we're survivors. No, we're not. We're more than survivors. Oh, we're more than conquerors. We're not just surviving life. We are reigning in life. Yes. Romans 5, by the way. Romans 5, we reign through the one who died for us, who was raised from the third day on our behalf. So we're more than conquerors. Amen? Come on, let's just praise God a little bit more. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. See yourself owning those businesses. See multiple income, streams, 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 multi-streams. See yourself as a businessman, businesswoman. See yourself in the jet. See yourself in first class and business class. See yourself, when you come. Listen, when, when um, Apostle Grace, I came in and meet him, and at, at the end of the, 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 the meeting, my friend was there, and he says, he told my friend, he said, thank you for bringing the man of God. And I looked around, what, what man of God? He was talking about me. He was the host, Jesus. And I'm telling you, you got to see. I remember the last trip, I went to uh, Mega Church. I preached that. And uh, when we pulled up, they said, the man of God is here, the man of God. And six bodyguards came, and, and they came to me. I was like, who, who are they coming for? It's like, you, come. <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus, this is what they, how they see me. I need to see myself that way. Glory to God. See yourself as the man and the woman of God. See the favor of God on you in the, in the classroom. See the favor of God at your job. Favor of God in your community. Glory to God. The favor of God on your house. Come on, let's, let's praise God in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, forgive us for not seeing ourselves the way you see us. I th I'm thinking about Gideon, <laughs> all great men of value. I think God, God calls things that are not as though they were in the name of Jesus. Uh, in the name of Jesus, greatness. Now, I want you to get an image in your mind. I want you to get an image in your mind. Whatever, it might be an inkling of the, a dream. Get an image of you doing that thing right now. Get an image right now in your mind, in, in, in your imagination. I want you to visualize something big, whatever it is. Maybe it's debt freedom in the name. See all your debts paid off. See yourself moving into that seven bedroom house upstairs, downstairs. See yourself with a maid. See yourself with a cook. A shelf. <laughs> See yourself with guards. Come on. 
See yourself in nice cars. Well, that's just, I just want Jesus. Well, Jesus wants you to have it all. He's given us the earth and the fullness thereof. He's given us the earth to possess. Why should the devil and his people have all the good stuff? The Bible says in Isaiah, they, it says that if, we obe, if we're willing and obedient, we should eat the good of the land. So are you eating the good of the land? Are you eating? Stop saying that you can't afford that. Maybe you say, not right now. We'll, we're not, we're not going to go there today, but we'll go there one day in the name of Jesus. Maybe, maybe you can't see yourself going to a restaurant where the, where the bill is over $1,000. Uh, maybe you don't see yourself. And I, I was looking at the, the prices for um, going to Uganda, and, it, and I had to stop in Qatar, and Qatar is beautiful. I like it better than Dubai. And, and when you walk in there, you just feel, in a city, you just feel wealth. And some of the business class, business class were like five, six thousand. First class was thirteen thousand dollars. And your natural mind is like, why would I anybody pay for first class for thirteen thousand? Why not? God who owns now, don't get in debt over it. But God who owns everything, if He wants to bless you with first class, why not? I'm carrying the most important message on the face of the earth. And the young people told me, and the pastors told me, that Uganda is never the same because I left it. That I blessed that nation. So why I'm carrying the most important message on the earth to this country. Why not God? Why can't God give me first class? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus was, he, he, he rode on the best donkey of the day. And so what, you're ha what you have is, is worth more. And, and if it costs more money, so be it. God has given us money to use for his glory. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. A couple more moments. I'm going to let you go. Father, I thank you. And I praise you. I praise you, Lord. I thank you. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. I thank you that this is the day that you have made. And today is a turning point for us as a church and as an individual. In the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up those hands. Glory to God. We praise you. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This is more than me laying hands on you. This is something that you got to get with God to, to develop a bigger mindset. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Faith for your dreams. What are your dreams? I don't have any. Get with God so he can give you. Just like Abram. God told Abram, I'm going to show you a land that you do not know of. I'm going to lead you out of a place where they're making gods into a place where I'm going to make you a father of many. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Arise and shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is upon you. The glory of the Lord has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you.
And, and I was sitting over there, and the Lord told me, similar to what he said to you, and that there were dreams that were interrupted. There were dreams that were interrupted. There were dreams that were distracted. And if you said in your heart, I'm not going to make you come up, but just raise your hand. It applies to you. Or, or not, but just listen. If you said, oh, but it's too late for my dream. Or it's too late. My dream has expired. It was an expiration date on that. I've waited too late. All is not lost, daughter. All is not lost, son. But he said that even if it has to be revisioned, it will come to pass. And he'll give you a new vision for it. Hallelujah. Somebody said, I don't want a new dream. God said, it doesn't have to be a new dream, but you might need to revise it. And don't be afraid. How about kind of, don't be afraid to see it again. Don't be afraid to see it differently. Don't be afraid to put yourself in it a different way. Hallelujah. And maybe have to hire another to do the part you thought you would do. Or maybe have to delegate to another the part that you thought was yours to be hands-on with but the Lord says revision it see it differently but don't change it don't destroy it don't deny it don't cancel it out don't exchange it because there is still time I the Lord will redeem it I the Lord will renew it how about I the Lord will restore it and I will give you a new vision for the same dream how about say you can't do it the way that you have I that is why I am the redeemer and he said yes and the Lord and Christ Christ was crucified for their dream this blood this blood that's been shed for their dream hallelujah so own it see it again hallelujah see it again and that's the word of the Lord today Glory to God. Something I said, I said this uh, before I left. My wife right now, she makes more money than I do. And I, and, I, and I said it in a leadership meeting last time. I said, she's the breadwinner. And the Holy Ghost corrected me. He said, I'm the breadwinner. Uh. It's, it's what her job, my job, they are channels. But God is the breadwinner. <laughs> He's the source. Amen. Amen. And, and this is one of the dreams that the Lord gave me. Um, my friend Paul, who's a, um, he's a lawyer over in Uganda, he says, my job, he said, I can't bless you with finances, but I want, he, he bought me this. He said, I want you to speak. You need the masses. Thank God for the little churches you go and visit and preach. But my job, and that's why he took me to Apostle Grace. He says, I want the biggest churches to hear what God is giving. And I never forgot this. Um, years ago, before I became lead pastor, I was youth pastor, and I would have dreams of a big church, and it was layers to it. It was people everywhere. And I knew that I was their pastor, but it was like, and I, you hear a lot of flack against um, big churches, right? Oh, you need big churches. But, but big churches are just, you know, they have the same problems as little churches. And, um, and, I, and I tell you, I, I was just like, man, Lord, um, I just, you know, I see this it's over and over again. And then Sister Angel, you remember this? She, she, had a, she had a dream and she said, I saw all these people. It was thousands and thousands of people. And they were calling you pastor. You remember this? You still don't? Okay. Um, um, they were calling you pastor. 
And I'm telling you, that's always been my dream. It's to, not for, you know, my heart is not to have numbers for numbers sake, but I want to make a greater impact. And sometimes I remember trying to get Toby Mack as a youth pastor. And at the time, Toby Mack was the, the number one gospel, like hip hop artist in CCM, making a lot of money. And they told me, I said, oh, he doesn't come to, at the church I was serving, it could probably fit a thousand. He said, um, he don't come to small churches. He comes to auditorium because he wants to get, and I, I was offended at that, but the lady was telling me he wants to get the max out of, to use his gift to bless more people. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And so sometimes God, if God called me for a small, smallness, great. I'll be, I'll glory in that. But sometimes God calls you for more. Amen. And, 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 and I, that dream will manifest. You know, and, and that, that was what God gave us this morning, manifestation. The year of manifestation that this, we're going to manifest. And Apostle Grace's church name is manifestation. Um, and, and, and it's in another, um, I think it's the Greek word for manifestation. But I, I tell you, believe, begin to believe the manifestation of the things that you've been believing for shall come to pass. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 1854, Perth Amboy, New Jersey 08862. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email. The address is partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to his word. Until next time, God bless you.